right. Good morning, Tim. Yeah. Good morning. How are we doing, pal? Uh, you know, it's uh, 10 a.m. on a Saturday. For me, this is kind of early, so, you know, and l- still waking up. Last I spoke with you, your last words to me were, I'm getting fucked up at the bar by my house. So, <laughs> so uh, how you feeling this morning? Uh, you know, not really hungover, just could use some more sleep. Got but- it. Yeah. Yeah, I was at the bar across the street, uh, just watching some college football. It's weird how, like, I, I think I was watching, uh, it was like TCU playing Who the Hell Cares. <laughs> yeah. But I was just, like, excited for some reason. It's like, you know, the first week of college football, a bunch of teams I don't really care about. But I don't know. It was just fun to see, like, football again. Yeah, I agree. I was watching the uh, Penn State game was crazy. At, which yes. was on at the same time as the Pitt game, Pitt West Virginia, yep. which was also fucking crazy. So it was fun. It was a lot of fun. But you know, it is September. Summer is winding down. Time for the fall sports. I mean, this Sunday. No, 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 not this Sunday. This is Labor Day weekend. Next Sunday, Eagles football. Right. Yes, and really the season. Well, not the Eagle season, but the NFL season, I guess, starts Thursday night, I want to say. There's there's a game. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> I have a fantasy football draft this Sunday. Um, Shit. Thank you for reminding me. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, like, you know, people do their beach thing or whatever they do for Labor Day weekend is like a last hurrah for summer. Yeah. For me, it's usually I have a fantasy football draft. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, I think my, uh, so last we spoke was just last we spoke that these fuckers listened to. Okay. Last, last time we let the people in, we just finished our last race and we're a couple weeks out from our next race, Yeah, which I got, I took, uh, I think I'm going to have four days off in that stretch. So hopefully I'll get a time to get my last beach hurrah in that uh time but but how's uh training going for the next race i know because we're friends but let the people know that you're fucking you're not playing around this round (laughs) i mean i was i was you know running once or twice a week leading up to the uh phoenixville blob fest so i I was feeling good but it is just um piled on top of that like Mm -hmm. i haven't let let back like i definitely have gotten out two times a week, sometimes even three times a week now. So um, I'm feeling great. I've, I've finally added to the like adult life of, I've probably said on this podcast before, I absolutely loathe grocery shopping, just yes. fucking hate it. Yes. <laughs> but I've, I've gotten to a point now where if, if I go once a week, I don't have to buy the entire goddamn store. I just have to go in and grab a few things and I spend maybe 30 minutes and that's it. And that's, that's bearable for me. But I've, I've finally added to my adult life of like getting 
fresh produce of like salad and yeah. fruits and not just chef boyardee <laughs> and garbage. <laughs> oh, so yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I've started to add in some decent diet into my life too. And I, I think that's helping tremendously actually. Yeah. Cause we have uh, to let the folks in, we have a, we have a group message, you, me, Tyler, and we've added Keenan cause Keenan is running with us this time, which is very exciting. He's doing it. And, uh, we, we post our times and stuff and give each other workout motivation. And the times you're, you gave us your, you ran five miles the other day and the times you sent us were insane, like <laughs> Olympic level times. You were fucking, uh, you ran five sub 10 miles, didn't you? Five sub, uh, nine sub yeah. nine. Wow. That's. <laughs> Hauling ass, brother. I can't, I I started at like a eight minute thirteen second first mile clip, and that's that is fast. Yes. But like that's where I kind of want to come out of the gate and like try to keep it up. But I did die that run. But still, the rest of the miles I was sub nine. Yeah, and and I mean finished it in about forty minutes. And that's a five mile course. So like on the three. On the 5K, yeah, you could really push it. Yeah, that's that's hey, it's it's like personal goals in my mind. Like every mm-hmm. every time I go out for a run, I'm like, uh, I don't have to like kill myself. I don't have to push it. But then once I get out there, I'm like, no, let's fucking go. <laughs> We're <You know>? out <laughs> here, might yeah. as well. And it, is that our the the trail that you showed me back in the woods there? Yeah, yeah. that's what I've been doing like every Saturday. That's just like. It's not even a question of if I get out. It's just like working around that in my schedule. That's part of my Saturday. Every Saturday, go out for that five-mile run. And then the rest of my days, like I'll, I'll run around Westchester here. And usually I, I just do like a three-mile clip. Yeah. Um, but still, like I, I try to pick routes that have like a decent hill somewhere in it ah, to, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. so that we don't get blindsided by what happened at the blob fest <laughs> that was crazy that was crazy i don't think a course i from what you guys were saying this course doesn't have a hill that fucking extreme because that was why i don't think but, it does but if it does it does who cares it's gonna be great yeah that's what the 17th Yes, September 17th. September 17th. There's still time for you to join up and run with us. It's going to be a good time. It's like community day or some shit. So Community day. I think the 5K itself is called like the Giddy Up 5K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Search it on the interwebs. Um, but yeah, Rose Tree Park, which is where Keenan and I used to run in high school a lot. I hear it's beautiful. They say on the website it's a beautiful course. Yeah. So I'm excited. So what else is new, man? We haven't. I feel I was saying to you the other night um, when we set this up. I feel like I, we haven't talked in so long. What's going on with you? What are you doing these days? Just working. Um, I am about a year and three months into this IT job, this help desk job. I've been working, and it's probably about to- Harrison. By the way, works at the same company as I do, so we talk like every day. Yeah. Um, it's probably about time for me to look elsewhere. I'm, I'm getting paid peanuts compared to what I look at on the market, like other jobs that essentially I'm doing the same thing. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Get out. Move on. Yeah. Totally, totally seeing the uh, corporate squeeze, if you will, you know, of 
oh, here's like I got my year review, and here's this rave review, and here's a fifty cent raise. Oh, exactly, thank you. Thank you exactly, so much. <laughs> exactly. And it's out of the, and it's it's always out of that person's hands. You know what I mean? It's like I think you're great. I would give you more, but you know, it comes from upstairs. Some people you can't see or talk to. They decide the raise. Yeah, I got to talk to this guy, and yeah. I, I have a number I, I'm going to suggest to him. Yeah. But you know, he decides what your raise is. Blah blah blah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, you got the year, and now you're, you know, now you have now you can look else. You know what I mean? It's like now you have experience as well as the certification, yep. and uh, you know, you're getting wet rave reviews. Should you should be able to find something better, right? Absolutely. But, you know, I don't like really talking about work too much. Uh, it's not really what defines me. But, uh, no. yeah, pop, pop culture-wise, I've, I guess in, since last we talked, I saw Nope in theater. People are loving it. It's cool. Like, I, I still think I like Get Out and Us more than Nope. Okay. Keenan and I talked about it on a pop adult episode, but like, or, or maybe we didn't, maybe we just talked about it personally, but it, it definitely is like a, it, not Steven Spielberg ripoff. By homage. Any, homage. Yeah. Like there's definitely some homage to some of those like classic alien movies. Yes. But it's its own spin on it. It's, you know, Jordan Peele's own spin on it. It was it was really fun. It, it was definitely worth your time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's just like it's just like a different take on it. I yeah, I'm, I I I'll uh, I'll see everything he puts out. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, he he's that's like three of his movies now that like I've thoroughly enjoyed. So he's like in the list of directors that yes, I'm going to go see whatever he puts out in theater. No matter what. No. Just yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's like, yeah. I have a couple couple like that. It's like for I don't for even you, need to see it for me. Yeah, for you like I, I actually I also recently finally watched Licorice Pizza. Oh, yes. What did you and think of it? Of, Let's talk about it, of, please. I was kind of indifferent on it. Like by the end I was just like, eh. Okay. And I think he's one of those directors that I like appreciate, but I'm not all in on everything he puts out. Agreed. Now, here let's talk about it right now. Yeah. The age difference between the between the young lady and the young man in the film, right? Now, on its face, it's nasty cuz she's she says she's All right. So here's for those that don't know, here comes a bunch of spoilers about licorice pizza. Uh, the young woman in the movie says she's 25, right? Mm-hmm. And the young man in the movie is 15, which is bad. Now, a theory I have heard is that she's just a liar and she's like 18, maybe, mm-hmm. which when you think about it kind of makes more sense because she's the youngest daughter and the three daughters all live at home. And if she's 25, how old's her oldest sister? It doesn't seem like they'd all be living there if she was in her thirties. So if she's 18 and it's the 1970s, whatever, it's a whole different thing, but just the 20, the 10 year age difference 
between 25 and 15 is insane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just absolutely <laughs> nutty for it to be. Cause major spoiler to the end of the movie. Cause it's like, there's, there's points in the movie where you think it'll go, or at least I was thinking like, they're very close. They're going to remain friends, but they're going to realize that a romantic relationship between the, the two of them doesn't, isn't appropriate and doesn't make sense. So she'll get with someone, he'll get with someone, they'll be friends forever, and it's nice. But at the end of the fucking movie, <laughs> the kiss on the lips, and she says, I love you. Like, they're together. Mm-hmm. And he's 16 by the end of the movie, which is just like... As beautiful as it was, the the movie looks great, right? There's no denying that. Everything looks good. By the end of it, I was there with you, like, because it definitely feels like uh, too long. Um, Like, by by the time you meet Bradley Cooper in the movie, it feels like you're already, like, two hours in. And then there's another character introduced after that. The politician comes after all that, where it's like, wait, there's even more story? It's like, it just kept going and going and going. And it's not a. It was. It would look good. I, I'm glad I saw it. A lot of great performances, especially from. Uh, is her name Alana Heim, the young girl? That's her first ever acting performance, and she fucking carried that movie. She was fucking great. I thought she was electric, and uh, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, it's not like great. And uh, what do you think? I'd like to hear your opinion about the age difference and and anything I just said. It's funny that. I don't know what it was about the way that their relationships portrayed it's or the time period or something about it, the way that movie was made that the age difference didn't really bother me at all. No. Or maybe it's the fact that it's the girl that's older than the guy. A hundred percent. Yeah. You tend to cringe more when it's like the younger girl. That's the thing. Uh, if it was the other way around, the movie would be destroyed. Like it'd be like, you can't put this movie out. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And, and it should be that uh, way the other way too, you know, but that's but, what I was just yeah. going to say. Yeah. That doesn't, like, yeah, it's not okay it that it's like give that. It a pass. No, yeah, no, right. no. <laughs> that's just how it is. Yeah. It still be, should be cringy that yes. like if she's actually 25 and he's 15. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's still tough. statutory rape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, I think the movie, like th- there is no, um, you know, getting your feet wet. There's no like build up. Like all of a sudden, you're just kind of thrown into it because like they're they're at he he's like some sort of Hollywood actor, but like small time, I guess. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel yeah. He's like he gets like commercial jobs or something, right? But but like everyone in L.A. knows who he is. Like everyone knows him. Yeah. So he's like kind of celebrity status but he's not a big time uh and he's such like uh, a uh, he's such a hustler like he's 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 always putting his name out he's 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 got his finger in so many different pies Uh, along with being like an actor he's also constantly doing something new to make it big time and he's just a very very confident young man that is fine talking about himself (laughs) Yeah, and I think it's another movie that by the end of it, I was like, what is the story being told here? Is it simply just a love story of, like, two people that probably shouldn't be together? Right. I, I don't know. Right, yeah. like you said, like, Bradley Cooper shows up, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Is it like De Niro in it or or something? Not De Niro. Sean Penn. Uh, yeah, Sean Penn. That's that's right. Yes, very very late by the by that time. It's like man, this movie's long as shit. Yeah, but so yeah, like like you said, I mean, it, it is a beautiful movie. I mm-hmm. just think it's one that I probably won't revisit. That's the thing. I saw I saw it whenever it was in the theaters, and uh, not something that I'm like. That's not a movie that I would go to Tammy to try to force her, or not force her, but get her to watch so I could watch it again. You know what I mean? Like, right. if she never wants to watch it, that's fine. I don't I don't fucking want to watch it. I don't have a strong desire to to jump back into it for whatever reason. But maybe I'll see it again someday, and I'll like it again. But whatever. Let's talk yeah. about uh, something I know, because we don't... Because you... And Keenan and Harrison, you guys are pop culture ingesters, right? So, <laughs> and oftentimes I'm not in the conversation just because I haven't seen something, but I know something you and I have seen is a TV program called The Bear. Oh, yeah. Uh, Holy hell. Let's Jim talk about You suggested this. Really? Yeah, Jim, Jim, in our uh, tabletop RPG game we've been playing like, yeah. before we started one night. You're just talking, you know, pop culture, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Timmy, you will love the bear. You've got to watch it." <laughs> and then I like looked it up real quick, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember seeing this previewed." And I like forgot to set it on my DVR, but yeah, uh, watched it in you know, it was like nine episodes. I think I watched it in two nights. It, it Very was so yeah. easy to watch. Yeah, half hour episodes too. So yeah. it's like yeah, nothing. <laughs> totally. <laughs> But yeah, I think I took a break after, I think it was episode seven was when they turned on the to-go machine. Yes. But what's her name? Forgot to turn off the like pre-orders or whatever. So all of a sudden they were just getting destroyed. Disaster. Yeah. Yeah. That was a real turning point in the series. So so let's back up first. I want to know as a restaurant life. And and I swear to God, like, like we need to take a break. We, We just like it brought back memories of yeah. just like COVID COVID destroyed to like in a good way, it made to go business blow up, but like no one was fucking prepared for it. So like those first few days were just bedlam. <laughs> like, right. It, it was kind of like what you saw in the show. And <laughs> that absolutely was like PTSD for us. We were like, let's put this down for a night. The and fucking, the, t- the, what are they called? Tickets? Is that what yes. they're called? Just shooting out of the machine without stopping, just constantly. <laughs> so brutal. Oh man. So as a how accurate of a depiction of the kitchen is that? Because that's one thing I saw on Twitter all the time. People people be like, This is so real. First of all, I knew at least part of it was real because other than talking to you, Timmy, this is the first time I've heavily heard the the use of the term heard. Oh, my God. Like, I think people think I'm being facetious or something. It's like, no, it's been ingrained in me. That's why I say heard. I I cannot remove it from my vocabulary. It is part of my everyday (laughs) vernacular. Like, I say heard to everything. I say it to my parents. I say it to the fucking cats. Like, I just always say heard uh, behind you. Like, Kat Kat and I were just down the beach uh, just for a couple days with with her family, and we – her sister had, like and husband paid for the the house they were staying in for the entire week and 
We, of course, try to offer money for even just a couple days we're down there, and they, of course, refuse. So our, like, quote-unquote payment was we made dinner for them one night. And as we're making dinner, Kat's, like, walking behind her sister with a knife, and she's, like, behind you, Sharp. You know, like, she just says these things (laughs) automatically. So, so yeah, the kitchen depiction in that show, it's pretty spot on. And, like, like the the physical kitchen itself is – perfect like it's it's impressive too like that's a really nice kitchen yeah my only like i don't want to shit on the show but my only question is like it, it looks like a, a front end like sandwich shop so like for that type of establishment to have this like elaborate kitchen yeah. is a little far-fetched right yeah, like, yeah, that yeah to yeah. me is like like that's a little bit of a disconnect for me yeah but what they're showing as far as the way a kitchen works, fuck yeah, man. It is spot on. That's great. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad it's coming back too. I was yeah. I was uh ate that shit up, man. I was like, holy shit. And I was unfamiliar with the kid the the young man that stars in it. Excuse me, I don't mm-hmm. know his name. Cause I never watched were you a uh shameless guy? Did you watch Shameless? No, my brother swears by it. He keeps telling me to watch it. A ton of people tell me that, but it's like, it's a lot. It's like, what is it? Another nine seasons uh, that I got to throw in the fucking queue. It's like, that's a commitment. (laughs) But, uh, so I was unfamiliar with him, but I think he's great. Uh, Jeremy Allen White. Jeremy Allen White. That's his name. I thought he was great. And who's the young lady in the kitchen as well? Yes, Sydney. She is A.O. Ebibiri. Great. Like both of those new to me. I thought they were fucking great. I mean, everyone on the show is good, but, but those two obviously are like the stars and they stood out to me and the story was very exciting and good. And it was never, I don't know. It's like, sometimes you watch these, a drama and it's like, so fucking dire and bad, but I don't know. It was like the drama in it was enjoyable and not like, it's a good show and it's it's i'm not gonna say it's like not dark there are dark themes throughout the show but it didn't feel like it was a show that was just leaning deep into the dark material for the sake of being edgy and dark you know does that make sense it's like they told a solid story that uh there's obviously darkness around it there's fucking suicide and drug use and criminal elements and shit like that but it wasn't like it wasn't uh a show like i said just a fucking well every episode something even more horrible and fucked up is gonna happen to these people and it's just gonna be shitty and it's gonna suck there was a lot of good with the bad and ended on a happy note that made you fired up for the next season and all the new problems it'll bring which i said that if it would have ended with just the one season, I think it ended well. I would have been happy with that ending. Um, but the fact that it's getting a second season, I can see where it's going, and I'm mm-hmm. like excited for the second season. But it, it was, I think it's just a testament to how well done it was that, like, if yeah. it was just the one season, like, they, they put a little bow on it, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's a very good point. That could be it, but if there's room to build on it. Uh, it, and that's the opposite of a show I watched and enjoyed uh, called Tokyo Vice, which ended on an absolute 100% zero resolution cliffhanger. <laughs> 
and there's no word yet if it's been picked up for a second season. So we're still waiting on the word that it's getting picked up before they make it. So I'm going to be waiting five years for resolution on this story if I ever get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but also to what you said about the uh, the darkness in the show, like I-, I think the restaurant industry is a good door or window to get into some like addiction and mental health and abusive work environments. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's something that we've talked about on our podcast where, you know, like the, the restaurant industry, you don't have to be Gordon Ramsay to be a good fucking cook, you mm-hmm. know? And they show that in the show when he's getting berated by his like head chef, calling him a piece of shit and yes. why are you here? And like, you suck at this or whatever the hell he's telling him. Yeah. It's like, how is this, how is this effective? Like, how is this like positive? Re- like th- this is like counterintuitive to any sort of like building up of a coworker. And, and that is a big part of the restaurant industry. Like th- there was so much of it that I think was just pretty spot on. And he was trying to uh, break the cycle, the main character. You know what I mean? He was like a nice guy, but he would still flip out under pressure, which it yeah. seems reasonable. I mean, which like, to to that to that episode where the to go machines going nuts, like it was Sydney's fault. <laughs> yes, you know, and and she like walks the fuck out. Of yeah, it. That, I was pissed at her. Were you? I was like, come was on. Happily, yes. Yeah. Like, I was like, you're quitting for this. You you dug this grave. Now fucking lie in it. Like this was your fault. And like, you're yes. Yes. Our main characters being a little bit of a diva he's flipping out yeah. but this was your fucking fault now yes. dig yourself out of it that did bother me a lot yes yes and like <laughs> you just left everyone else on the line high and dry yeah. <laughs> oh man that is that was shitty and then next episode it wasn't really reconciled so that that did not sit well with me <laughs> yeah 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 Oh, and he he fucking stabbed uh, the cousin (laughs) (laughs) in the ass. Yeah. 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 Fuck, man. And also, staying behind. (laughs) The the kid. Yeah, exactly. Knife out. Knife. (laughs) I do that in my house now. People get so pissed. I bought a chef's coat from the thrift store yesterday. Now I'm just cooking fucking uh i'm grilling outside wearing a chef's coat just yelling at everyone behind corner <laughs> corner <laughs> there's no one out there but yeah. your dog yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your neighbors are like what the fuck is wrong with this What's guy going on over there he's losing it he's fucking losing it <laughs> what can you do we're just like having fun don't we tim <laughs> yeah uh, do you uh, – a show I watched and enjoyed – well, I watched most of season one and season two, I believe, is on now. Reservation Dogs. Have you ever uh, checked that show out? Reser- Reservoir Dogs? No, it like- no re- it's like – no, Reservation Dogs. Okay, so it's not quite the Quentin Tarantino title. No, no, but it's a play off it because uh, – and there's lots of – there's homages to it, including the movie poster visible in the kids' room. It's all on Hulu. It's a really fucking good show. I I uh, absolutely love it. And I'm, I have not watched. It's something you know. It's two seasons, and it's uh, easy watch. 
Also, dark subject matter in it, but still an easy watch, if that makes sense. And, oh, uh, yeah. They're all Native Americans. Yeah, yeah. Takes place, They live on a reservation. That's why it's called Reservation Dogs. Very, uh, yep. It's like all, all uh, Native cast, for the most part. It's really good. And I've been reading Heat 2, the <laughs> novel sequel to the movie Heat which was written by Michael Mann and his co-author, whose name I'll get uh, momentarily. But let me tell you, brother, as someone that loves Heat, thinks Heat's... That's easily in my top five favorite movies. Heat 2 is exactly what I want. And what's that? More Heat. Like the same (laughs) characters doing Heat shit. And I got all the characters' voices in my head, so I'm reading the dialogue in fucking Al Pacino and Robert De Niro and Val Kilmer's voices, and it's fucking great. Watch Heat by Heat 2, because it fucking absolutely rocks. It's like a, it's like a four to 500-page book. It's a thick boy, but it's like I'm halfway through now, and I'm like sad that it ever has to end. <laughs> like, I just want to read this book for the rest of my life. <laughs> But uh, I haven't even finished it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Feeling> remorse. <laughs> I'm slowing down to read like I'm forcing myself to read a single page a day. Just kidding. <laughs> but, but it's 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 great. I love it. And uh, that's pretty much it besides sports. Yeah. And before we talk about some sports, like I did get out to the theater. Kat and I have off on Sundays and she just suggested, hey, you want to just go watch a movie and do nothing for the day yes like yeah of course that's a great day uh yeah uh we got out to see bodies 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 what'd you think what'd you think we loved it it's only an hour and a half Uh and it's a dark comedy but i i mean we just absolutely loved it pete davidson is funny um lee pace is in it that i kind of miss that in like the the cast billing Mm -hmm. um but the rest of the cast is like kind of some unknowns the Russian girl in it is the girl that was uh, Borat's daughter in his most recent movie. Okay, okay. What was was the, was his most recent movie? Another Borat movie? Yeah. I can't remember. Borat two, yeah. whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, one one of the one of the girls is uh the little black girl from District Twelve in Hunger Games. Rue or is it Rue? Don't know. Sorry, unfamiliar. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, like yeah. it, it's. It's just like it's a, it's a dark comedy. They end up like it's it's like a tight knit group. They're they're doing this like fun vacation weekend, but like looks like they're at a B and B and they're sabering open champagne. They're swimming in the pool. That's what I've got from like the commercials and stuff. That's exactly it. But you it's, can it's tell a- when you see that A twenty four logo, something fucked up's going to happen here. <laughs> it really just turns out that they have been friends for years. Mm. The, that place they're staying in is is like Pete Davidson's like parents' home. Okay. So like they're rich as fuck. Yeah. Um, and they just have all these like deep dark secrets against each other <laughs> that oh, they like yes. gradually <laughs> unravel throughout the weekend. But it's in like a tense uh, scenario where they think there's like a murderer. That's cool. I'll check that. And I, out. I mean, it, it has a great twist ending. <laughs> That's hysterical, actually. <laughs> well, I'll put that on my list then. And it is A24, yeah. right? 
It is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Where'd you see it? Which theater? We always go to the downtown uh, Regal. It's it's a not a dine in. <clears throat> we're, we're both not into like the dine in. It sucks. It's a great idea. Currently, the execution sucks. First of all, because I I've never been to one with like a kick ass restaurant that you have to eat the food. You know what I mean? It's always been mediocre to terrible. Everything I've ever gotten from a dine in theater. And it's just like, uh, it, they just don't, they don't have it figured out yet. Yeah. Like the idea of drinking a beer while watching a movie, I get it. Cause that's what I do when I'm at home for sure. But I also have a bathroom at home. I can pause it at home. So like I typically, if I, I, I have like a beverage when I'm at the theater and it's not a beer, I, I just get like a water or if they have it coffee, <laughs> um, <clears throat> maybe get some popcorn. That's it. Cause mm. I don't want to be interrupted. I don't want to have to get up to go to the bathroom. Mm. I'm, I'm there to watch my movie, you know, yeah. and then the dine in experience, no offense to the servers, but like, there's just a lot of commotion. There's a lot of distraction. Yeah. And I'm not there for that. No. I want to watch my movie. <laughs> exactly. I want to sit on my ass with a bag of popcorn and maybe a soda, you know what I mean? And I'm going to watch the movie and then guess what? Then we could go out to dinner. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, yeah. I'll, we'll separate the experiences. So each is perfect in its own way, but jamming them together. It's like, well, it's distracted during the movie and the meal we ate sucked. It's like both are <laughs> bad. Like, you know, rip, separate them, do them separate. And that's fine. Um, I'm with you. I do, you know, you bring up a good point because I do love drinking beers. I love it, love it, love it. But, and the older I get, the more, the more, the quicker it happens, they make me piss a lot. (laughs) And, uh, I, I do not. I do. I hate leaving in the middle of a movie, but in the theaters to go pee. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. So, so yeah, that that's uh, that's solid. But uh, yeah. Anyway, Downingtown. I I go to. Um, I guess the Downingtown Regal is closer to you than the North Wilmington Regal, because I also go to a Regal, the regular Regal, not the dine-in, as my theater. It's just a movie theater, and it's the best. Well, and the one that Keenan worked at isn't too far either. Uh, the the one on two hundred two, the Brandywine. That's the one I was talking about. Yeah, Brandywine Regal. Okay. That's where Keenan worked, of course. Yes. So you're very familiar with that theater. Yeah, and yeah. I think that does have beer. It has like, uh, yeah, in the in the when and when you enter the concession hall, to your right is your traditional concession stand, and to the left is like a fully stocked bar. Right. But but their concessions are just like your typical. Yeah, and you can't get shit brought to your seat. Like if you want to run out to the lobby and grab a beer, that's on you. But there's not a fucking waiter coming in, kneeling down, being like, "Right, do you want any? Did you hit the button? You hit the button. Yeah, just bring me five beers and the check, okay? (laughs) That's what I want to say." (laughs) <laughs> and then we can be done with the charade, okay? <laughs> but yeah, I ruined your like perfect segue to like maybe talk about some sports. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I, needed, uh, needed I was about bodies, bodies, bodies. <laughs> no, beautiful. Is the is, uh, is the is the Downingtown Regal nice? 
are they keeping I, up with it, keeping it nice, or is it one of the theaters they're letting rot while people still have to work there? No. I, I think they renovated it maybe like five years ago. Perfect. It was probably around the same time that they uh, made one of the theaters into an IMAX theater. It's not like a oh, they have an IMAX? IMAX. They do. Okay. But it's it's not like a, the Penn Cinema in, in Wilmington. That 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 is by far the best IMAX theater in our area. Like even, for many like, reasons, like go ahead. it yeah, seems go ahead. like that place, like people don't know that place is there. Like you can go there and mm-hmm. see an IMAX movie and it's nobody. There's like one person working in the building doing everything. It's, 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 it's very nice. Very. Yeah. Penn cinemas, uh, the riverfront. It's not far away at all. And it, it it's a very nice, uh, IMAX is the best. But Downing, well, you're saying Downingtown is like a smaller screen than that or something? Or it's like, you know, it, it was already existing, you know, space. Yes. That they just tried their best to convert into an IMAX theater. I so see. It is IMAX, but like it's not it's not the same experience you're going to get at the Penn cinema. If you, if you get what I mean? Oh yeah. There's not like a cliff in, in front of the front seats where the screen exactly. is like dug it. Like it's dug into the earth. <laughs> the screen <laughs> right. is it's fucking, it's like you're at an amp, like a true amphitheater. it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah, it's the best. It's almost like a, planetarium where it just yeah. like is completely around you somehow. And that's how it is at, um, the Franklin Institute in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone that's gone to school in this area has had to have at least gone there once on a field trip, if not, you know, with your parents or something. But they they have a uh, IMAX theater, which is like it's fucking up on the ceiling, total curvature, the whole t- side of the room. So uh, Tammy and I and, and our friends uh, Stubbs went there to see. Um, the third Nolan Batman, which is called Dark Knight Rises. Right? right. Yeah, that's it. Yep. So we went and saw that, but we got there late. So we had to sit like pretty far down. So we basically had to watch the movie with our head straight up at a 90 degree angle, like for the entire length of that fucking movie. Because if you just look straight, like a normal movie theater, you're staring at everyone's waist to see their right. faces. You got to like. <laughs> so it was challenging to say the least <laughs> but yeah that was like that's like imax plus because that's the fucking screen extends beyond your range of vision that's a that's another new development as i get older is that my my placement in the theater i actually kind of want to be dead center i used to be always like a back row kind of guy yeah uh no not now i want to be like r- r- one of the middle rows Maybe even that row that's like the next one up from like the handicap row. Yes, because that's like dead center, and like that. That I don't know. I think that's the best seat in the house now. Plus, like you're you're probably getting the best sound in that seat as well. For sure, for sure. That's where like the real heads want to go, right down there in the middle. Yeah, because you're like everything's hitting you, and you're straight on. Yep. I'm I'm still. I'm still, I'm trying to think here. Am I still a back row guy? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I, I'd prop, I'd say probably, or 
like you said, because some theaters have like the ground seating that there's like mm-hmm. four or five rows right in front, and then there's an empty space and a wall. And then yeah. if, you get, if you if you get in that first row, that's yep. pretty sick because because uh, no one's in, really in front of you that can bother you with their phone or anything except the seats way far ahead. But uh, oh, speaking of that, like uh, I guess it was back in July, I did get out to the theater to see that Elvis movie, which. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good, actually. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I've been kind of souring on biopics the mm-hmm. past few years. I think like Bohemian Rhapsody might have been the first one where I was like, maybe I don't really like uh, biopics. Right. And not that I hated Bohemian Rhapsody. I, I like it. It's just like, I guess I've gotten to the point where I'm like, well, I'd rather just watch a documentary. Exactly. Right? Almost always. Yeah, yeah. A really well done doc I'll take over a... Uh well done biopic pretty much yeah. every time but something about this elvis movie like worked and was it nuts i hear it's like because it's so is it because it's Boz lerman right yes is, is some people see it and say this movie's fucking insane but in a good way like it's like it's wild but but good i wouldn't go that far i don't think it's insane really I, like okay yeah I, I i to me i think the reason why it worked the only the, the best exam or reason I could come up with in my brain was that well Elvis was first getting big in like the late fifties and the early sixties so there's not much footage of him mm. so to like have an Elvis concert brought to life on the big screen is something that a lot of people have not experienced so yes. like when that was happening on screen like yes I, I felt it it felt like you were at an Elvis concert and that was fucking wild and cool that rules. Um, but anyway, uh, when I saw it, it was me and these two girls in the theater. That was it. And they were probably, I would say, you know, like sophomores in college age, you know, okay. like they're 19 years old. And they were on their phones like the entire movie. <sighs> but they cranked down the backlight on their phones that like it wasn't that distracting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and because it was just the three of us in the theater and like, they're right in front of me. It's not like we even had some space. I didn't want to be that guy to be like, "Hey, can you can you get off your phone?" <laughs> right. You know, then we have to sit there for two and a half hours with like, oh, tension fucking, between you. Yeah, yeah. Daddy daycare back here yeah. yelling at us about being on our phones. Right, right, right. In a theater where you could move, like you know what I mean, yes, like yes. like a totally empty theater where you could just fucking sit far away from them. Yep. Tough to be like. Or sit right next to him and be like, turn off your phone, please. And I'm going to sit here <laughs> to make sure that you don't have it on. Now, but, but seriously, like, it, it really wasn't that distracting because they at least were cognizant of the fact that they were on their phones. So, yes, the, the backlight was so low that yeah. it really didn't bother me. Totally fine. No sound on their phone, right? You know what no, I mean? No. Like, right. And in this, you don't. Uh, there's some battles. Even though you're in the right, right, you you're it's just not gonna you can't win. <laughs> it's an unwinnable fight. Uh, the dam has broke. People, I mean, it's like uh, it's smoking. You're allowed to do in the theater. It's an addiction. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like if people could smoke cigarettes in the theater, they still would. So people are gonna fucking do the shit they're addicted to in there. That's why I'm always high. As shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, then as we left, I, I held the door for them, and they were very appreciative. So I, I felt yeah. like all, all was good in the world. You all know what good, I mean? Yeah. Like, and they were like, sorry for balanced. being on our phones. We were, <laughs> right. <laughs> I was texting with my uh, dad's nurse. He's dead. <laughs> he just died <laughs> while we were in there. And then you'd be like, oh, I'm glad I wasn't rude to him. Like, I'm, my dad's <laughs> dying by a text right now. Why don't you leave? I want to see what happens in the movie. <laughs> What else has Boz Lerman done? Why do I know his name? Well, the thing that put him on my map, but this is when I was in high school, so you would have been in middle school, was the... the Elementary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he did the 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 Leo, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I was definitely too young to care about that at all. You know what I mean? And then I never saw it as I got older. But uh, how was that? I love it. Yeah. I mean, I still love it to this day. Right. Which which is funny that he also did Moulin Rouge, and I don't really like ah, that. I like that music video. That <laughs> fucking rocked my world as a young man. When seeing that shit <laughs> was like my house was falling down. I was like, I saw this before school. You expect me to go to school? I need the day off. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and he also did The Great Gatsby, another Leo movie. How was that? I never oh, saw and, that. Uh, I could never get through it. I thought oh, really? it was so incredibly boring. Yeah. I I never finished the book, so I guess like I was already predisposed <laughs> to fall asleep in that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a book I've started several times because it's like, you know, as you, I think everyone goes through phase like I'm gonna read the stuff, the classics. You know what I mean? <laughs> I gotta get these classics read, or you know, I'm gonna fall behind. I'm a derelict. I'm yeah, a plebe. Yeah, I gotta know these classic cultural book references, or Gen Z's gonna think I'm a pussy. But then you start Great Gatsby, and you're like, I'm not gonna read this. <laughs> <laughs> That and like great expectations. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fuck that shit. Like, yeah. That, that's it, why I'm thankful for like high school English for at least forcing me through some of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I would never, like, I was forced to read To Kill a Mockingbird. I would have never fucking read that shit on my own. Never. Great Expectations is one of those for me. It's like, no fucking way would I know this chick's clock stopped when her husband left her and she hasn't changed her clothes since. No way would I know what the word benefactor means. You know what I mean? But now I do from that lesson in English ninth grade. Yeah. Before the towers came down. It's funny that well, not a good time to say funny after he just said the towers came down. But uh, it is funny that I, I've been trying to watch a lot of the classic movies. Yes. And and that still can hold up. Like uh, Citizen Kane, uh, 12 Angry Men, Ca- Casablanca, like they all still fucking hold up. For sure. Whereas like trying to get myself through a book not even the classic books books just like a book is just such a challenge for me it just i don't know man it just i cannot yeah and and it's like and i and i don't think either you or i are saying these classics aren't good it's just right. like to get through a classic movie it's going to take you at most if you're watching like gone with the wind 6 hours but at most it's probably going to be <laughs> Two, maybe three hours. Mm-hmm. A book 
like books are part of your life for a healthy chunk. Unless like mm. there are some people that could read like insanely fast. I recently read a book in um two days, in two sittings. I read a full book and it takes every fiber of my being not to tell every person I've I run into. Yeah, I read a full book in two sittings. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it was full book, hardcover. Hundreds of pages, two two days. That was all. All right, Trump. <laughs> no big deal Hard for cover. me. Hard cover. So many pages. All of the best pages. I read hundreds of pages in two days. Can you believe that? But, <laughs> but no, that was like I was. That was a book I had to read through. And that book I'm talking about is Jeanette McCurdy's book. I'm glad my mom died. Jeanette McCurdy starred in iCarly, and it was. A very good book. She's a very funny writer. Absolutely pitch dark subject matter. Heartbreaking throughout. But it was uh it was a book I could not put down. It was so good. I fucking fired through it and it was like uh it felt good. I haven't been that enraptured by a book since I was like reading a goosebumps book that really hooked me <laughs> in. You know what I mean? I was like I'm going to read this whole thing. And I still had the same feeling now as a 35-year-old man as I did back then. Like, I read that book so fucking fast, man. (laughs) (laughs) But he, too, is taking a while. It was like the book right before that took a while. Read that in two days. And now the book after it's taken a while, which is fun. What were we talking about originally? Well, we're talking about movies. Oh yeah, what we're yeah, what we're doing. I fucked up. I'm gonna. I have to be honest on this show. I'm always honest on this show. I lie on my other shows, but uh, I fucked up major this summer. I'm such a fucking support. Like in my words, I'm such a, and in my heart. I'm such a support the theaters person. Go see movies in theaters. Fuck all this. Like everything's available on streaming right now. The theaters need to be open. The theaters are important. The magic of seeing a movie in theater is an important thing in your life, which are all things I believe. But I didn't go to the movies once this summer and there were fucking hits. I, I missed out on fucking Top Gun. Dude, I missed out on nope. Like I missed out on serious th- movies that I should have seen and supported in the theaters as a theater supporter and uh uh a piece of shit. What do you want me to say? I fucked up. Okay? I missed Thor. And Thor's a movie Tammy wants to see. And she never oh, wow. wants to go to the theater. <laughs> but I fucked up. I fucked up major and I got to make up for it. Well, this, you know, Oscar season seems to be gradually spreading to like starting in like October nowadays. So, you know, we probably aren't too far from those movies. Like typically they would drop like right around Christmas time, you know, and and before the new year to be Oscar Beatty type stuff. For sure. Yeah, that that season, you know, like like The Martian, for instance, like came out. I want to say it was in like middle of November. Um, I saw that in theaters. Yeah, so there there will be tons of movies to come out soon that you can enjoy. Like hell, uh, right around the corner in September is uh, "Don't Worry, Darling" with uh, Florence Pugh, who 
I oh, fucking yeah. love. She's great. Uh, Pew's great. Yeah. Olivia Wilde, and she directed, I believe, as well. But there was all sorts of controversy around the movie because I think she started fucking Harry Styles Whoa. while filming that movie. And that's like what made her break up with what's his name? Jason Sudeikis. Um, yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I think. Like now, uh, you know, I, I briefly saw some headlines on like the Twitter machine. So don't like take yeah, my word sure. gospel, gospel, but. <laughs> Keenan was saying that there was like so much controversy around this movie that he thinks uh, Olivia Wilde like was so distracted that like Florence Pugh might have had to like take over directing the movie. Oh, wow. Holy yeah. shit. Harry Styles. <laughs> He's right? such a fucking punk. Yeah. Oh, I didn't watch the clip, but a bunch of Twitter jerks are passing around a clip from that movie, I think. And uh, they're making fun of Harry Styles accent in it i didn't watch the clip but but that's how i know what you're talking about now because harry styles is in it there there's some people that pick apart accents i'm not one of them i just don't care as long as i can hear the words and understand them that's all i care about right yeah who gives a shit people are just nasty people love being nasty online and saying nasty things about other people who are fucking trying to do shit well, especially someone like Harry Styles. It's just like like all of the white men in America see Harry Styles and they're like, who's this little twerp? Why do uh, all the girls like him? Right. It's a it's a continuation of the uh, boy band uh, backlash. Like, totally. Fuck these guys. And I mean, I felt that towards Leo when I was in high school. Like every fucking girl loved Leo. Fuck Leo. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fuck that guy. He what sucks. does he have that I don't got? He's a pussy. But but you know, for being serious, up. people are saying calling him the F word back then. Yes. Constantly. Sure. And everybody else all the time, just saying that word all the time, <laughs> calling everything you dislike gay. It's a terrible time. <laughs> It was really, it was really cat that kind of forced me to remove that from my everyday vocabulary. I'll never stop saying it. That's what I would say. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope, I hope it's not like that anymore in schools, right? You think uh, the current, or do you think all teenagers <laughs> say hateful things because they're insecure? It's tough for me to comment. You know, I don't have kids. You don't have kids. Mm-hmm. I live. I don't even use the word vicariously, but like, I get little snippets from people that have kids. But I don't know. I think they're all pretty understanding of everything and everybody. You'd hope so. Like, That's yeah. the hope, right? As these these new kids keep coming out, every set is better than the set before, and that should be right. celebrated. Like it should never exposed to more to be more understanding, you know? Yes. Yes. You never want to be, you never, you worry about, and we see it like it happens within your own generation of just hating the next generation for no real reason, or especially not the next one, but the one after that, that's especially a generation that people hate. Mm. And it really, I think it just comes from, by the time those kids are uh, growing up, you're <laughs> confronting your own mortality. <laughs> like you're you're at a point in your life where you start thinking like, 
oh, I'm going to die someday. (laughs) (laughs) So then you're like, well, fuck kids. They don't know how good they have it. You motherfucking young motherfuckers. I'm going to die. (laughs) And you start, you start aging out of demographics that matter in television. It's in television advertising. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, no one cares if I watch their program anymore. My opinion doesn't matter. I'm going to flip the fuck out. Yeah, or whatever you're watching, you're getting bombarded with like Cialis commercials. Like, oh man, Wait, am I that age now? <laughs> that's not me. That's not me. No. <laughs> My junk still works. <laughs> I can come anytime. It doesn't need to be hard to come. <laughs> but yeah, spending time with, with uh Kat's sister and their kids, so like my niece and nephew, they're, they're six and four. Mm-hmm. And there's so many times where like, I'll call them a dork or a loser or something yeah. being funny, yes, obviously. Yes, yes, yes. But I don't think they even know those words because their parents just have never taught them like bad words. They probably don't know the word. Oh, that sucks. Uh, I don't know. Suck. They, you know, like I don't even think they know the word fart. They still call it a two, <laughs> you know? So yes. like, yes, yes, yes. They're yes. just these little balls of joy and like insulated fun that have not been exposed to certain things. Yes. And then here comes Uncle Tim to tell them all of the dumb shit. Hey, kids, <laughs> fuck ass shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's that Blink-182 song? Shit, piss, piss fuck, fuck cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker. Tits, fart, fart turd, and twat. twat. <laughs> of course, it's classic <laughs> from the Mark, Tom, and Travis show, which I had memorized Front to back uh, songs and intra song banner banter rather. I dude, and I listened to it recently, and I knew what was I like. I couldn't say it word for word like I used to, but as soon as they started talking, I was like, I know exactly what this motherfucker is going to say. <laughs> Blake one eighty two was. I was a member of Blink one eighty two in my personality if that makes any sense like i like they were my, an obsession uh bought every you know everything i could every magazine appearance all that shit hung their posters dressed like them you know what i mean mm-hmm. that was uh i'm pretty sure that was my first one of those as a young person like actually that's embarrassing that i'm going to say it's not because 1999 sixth grade really starting you know really starting to lean into creating my own taste liking my own things you know and uh obsessing about those things and having those things become your personality and the first one for me was fred durst and his group limp biscuit oh boy it was it was bad it was bad i was like this dude's a genius, brilliant songwriter. <laughs> like, dude, this the songs they put out are just the fucking coolest. They're the best songs. They rock. Oh. He's a great rapper. He's got genius lyrics. Now looking back on it and listening back to it, it's like, this is insane. <laughs> this shit sucks. But I still like it in a certain way. But it's like... Um, yeah, you don't know shit when you're a kid. You know what I mean? You live and you learn and you evolve, but and you don't hold yourself accountable for those bad decisions you made. You were just reading Circus Magazine. Hmm? 
Hey, Blink One Eight Two still holds up to my to me. Oh like, no, that's a that's like that's what I evolved into, and that I still gotcha. go hard for. That's like yeah. that's still a deep part of my personality. Is a punk rock kid from the early 2000s you know what i mean but not like a punk that gets in trouble in any way (laughs) like a pussy punk i'm a punk rock guy but i'm very respectful and nice to my parents and don't want them to ever be mad at me (laughs) a couple of uh my high school friends stenson and robinson they they used to play acoustic sets at like every coffee shop in the area starbucks barnes and noble hell yeah you know and they they would just do cover songs. Yeah, they they did actually have a, f- a few originals that they would play, mm-hmm. which actually they're actually really good. I still have their CD somewhere that, in, in the yes, desk. A treasure. That um, was a treasure. Yep. But uh, they they would cover a couple of they they would cover Aliens Exist and Going Away to College <sighs> off of Adam of the State yes. from like one eighty two and yes. like that was like probably circa 2000, 2001. That album came out in ninety nine, so I was like a little late to it, but mm-hmm. that's what got me to go get that album i was like oh this shit fucking rules hell yeah dude <laughs> hell yeah i'm glad they played those two songs because they weren't radio hits but everyone that no. had the album were like these are fucking and it was like i think it was song two and three may on the album if not three and four was, but they were was they were definitely they're three and four it was definitely back to back and they, and were they both, kind of led into one yes, another. Yes, perfectly, perfectly. And it was a Tom song and a Mark song, and they were yep. both so <laughs> good. Going away to college came on my random today at uh, on my music when I was working, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, this song is this." That was <laughs> that was my favorite song on the album too, and I was like, uh, "Got me thinking a lot about about uh, being young and." And listening to songs about girls, right? And and being like the the prospect of ever even like being pretty very young, but being but like the prospect uh and this is the dichotomy of sixth grade, because I was like ever being able to hold a girl's hand would be a dream come true for me, but I am ten thousand miles away from it. I don't even know where to start. Right. <laughs> I know I I'm very interested in that, but how to make that happen for me? Impossible. At the same time, there are people in sixth grade having sex. It's like right. Right. it's totally insane. It's such a weird fucking pivot point in life. Like I was still like sex. I don't even I don't think I knew what it was till three quarters of the way through sixth grade. And then I fucking figured it out on my own through context clues and watching the scrambled porn channel spice 95 (laughs) because I just figured out what masturbating was. But anyway, and there was people like full on having sex. I was like, what the, what, what? But, uh, that's funny. It's a funny time in life. And, uh, one more, one more shout out to Stenson and Robinson. They also, they were huge into Weezer. Nice. Blue album. Big fans of the Blue Album. Uh, and then the Green Album came out. It was like 2000 or 2001. And they like, you know, were those guys that went to Sam Goody or the fucking wall. Uh, the best. And yes. like waited for it to open yes. to go get the album on like release day. Yes. And they then started covering Island in the Sun. 
But when Green Album first dropped, the first single was Hash Pipe. Yep. So, like, then they're doing their little coffee shop tour, and they even uh, played at our senior talent show, and they're playing Island in the Sun. Yes. Then it wasn't until, like, that summer that that, that song got dropped as a sig- single. So everyone was like, oh, this is that song that Stenson and Robinson play. Because <laughs> they were just, like, so ahead of it. They were yeah. like, oh, this is definitely going to be the next single. This song's easy to play. It's great. It's very fun. Yep. Yes. Yes. What are, Stetson and Robinson? Stenson. Stenson and Robinson. Yeah, S-T-E-N-S-O-N. And Robinson. They and Robinson was also obsessed with Limp Biscuit. He basically modeled himself to look like Fred Durst, wearing like the black t-shirts, the backwards red hat. Like he wanted to be Fred Durst. There was a time where he was top of the mountain, the coolest guy yeah. there ever was. And then we all grew out of that. But rolling, 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 rolling. Uh, <laughs> it rolls, dude. He's so cool. He's the best. Uh, do you keep in touch with those two at all? So Robinson actually lives in the area, and I used to serve him at Appetites a lot. Cool. Um, so we, we text from time to time. <coughs> uh, Stenson, we we lived together for a while, and then we had a, like a big falling out. Oh. Ba- basically, his girlfriend moved into the apartment mm. and dynamics changed yes dude that drove me nuts i was like there's not enough room for the two of us in here why is your fucking girlfriend living here yeah and like i got it like she lived at home with her parents she was going through nursing school so she just would like be at the apartment all the time and that just drove me nuts like there'd be times that i'd come home from work and just want to watch like the flyers and she had she was there with all of like her nursing school shit on like you know the, the coffee table and be watching csi yeah and I'm like, great. So now I can't watch the flyers. So I'd have to like go out to a bar to like watch the flyers. Right. Instead of sitting in your own home that you pay for. Yeah. Yeah. So long story long, we just, they, they eventually got their own place. They got married. They moved to Chicago because he got some job out there. And uh, that was pretty much the last I ever heard of him. You know, I'm 30, I'm 39 now. That was probably back when we were like 25. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, like we do still follow each other on Twitter okay. and he has like, he's occasionally reached out to me on LinkedIn. <laughs> okay. And I know that he and the girl are divorced now. So, yeah, so no, you message sucks. him back on LinkedIn and you're like, I was right, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. LinkedIn. That's where I talk about his marriage. <laughs> Uh, anyway, long story long, I have been meaning to reach out to him at some point. Do it. Just, you should. Yeah. You should do it now. Yep. You should do it today. That just made me think of something I've been thinking about. Do you have any of these in your life? A person that you worked with for a short period of time, but after your time working together, you remained social media friends that, you know, quietly support each other. I have a few of those and I'm a big it's, fan. It's a, it's a modern relationship, but it's a, it's a nice one. Yeah, it's pretty much the entire restaurant community. Like right. I still, but to to your uh, demographic of work for with a short time, maybe not so much. Mm. Like my Hands peeps, my Appetites peeps, my Iron Hill peeps. Most of those people that I keep in contact with, I did work with for a good amount of time. Yeah, well, short could mean a couple years too, not necessarily just like months, but 
years are pretty short if you think about it but yeah true yeah then yes there's plenty of those people and like i won't talk to them for six months but then all of a sudden something will remind me of them and mm-hmm. i'll just text them out of the blue and they'll immediately re- respond like oh my god that's so funny you know like yes. we'll pick up right where we left off the best those are good 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 people to have uh if you have relationships like that you're a lucky person you could just, or it's or it's like just one thing that you you both having like there's one thing you talk about like or whatever i don't know i don't know what i'm saying well i still go to iron hill sometimes just because i still think the food's good the beer's mm-hmm. solid uh I, I would never work there again a lot of it has changed that's why i left but like there's still some of the regulars that were always going there that still come in there and like just a couple weekends ago, I saw some regular that like I knew this one person would remember. So I texted her, like, yeah, yeah, what's up, Wiz? I know we haven't talked in a while, but remember this person at Iron Hill and like describe the person. She was like, Oh my God, you know, <laughs> I hated that motherfucker or something like that, you know? Like one hundred percent. Oh. Well, Tim. It was good catching up with you. I think we should leave sports out of this episode. We've been drowning our fans in sports talk recently, so <laughs> true. <laughs> we can put it off. But uh it was good to talk to you, catch up with you, and uh anything you yeah, got ne- going on you want to tell the people about? Uh well next time we talk, we'll probably talk about the uh Rose Tree Park, the uh the giddy up five K. Yes. Um we'll probably talk a little Eagles because we'll be knee deep in football season. It will have begun and hopefully Phillies playoffs. True. Mm-hmm. Although they're out west right now sucking shit. But mm-hmm. um yeah, uh you know, listen to my podcast. It's called Pop Addled. Just search Pop Addled uh on anything, you'll find us. Uh our most recent episode, we we've been doing this tabletop rpg game called uh deadlands so keenan like cut it and like added music to it and like really made it this like performance of our first session um so that that's our most recent episode but you know we do all sorts of shit we cover movies we live knee deep in the marvel and dc universes so yeah check us out rate and review us please interact with me on twitter i'm on the twitter machine constantly Please check out Pop Addled, would you? Everyone, I feel like everyone that listens to this listens to Pop Addled already. But if you're new to either one, check out the other. Support us. Pop Addled's great. We just wrapped up our, and I've been thinking about it a lot, how I actually, I'm sad that the we finished up our um, series on John Woo. Mm-hmm. It was a fun time. All the episodes were fun. And it's a time I'll think about fondly, a chapter in our friendship. and uh, But a new chapter is about to begin, and that's very exciting. But Yeah. Um, Tony Scott movies? Is that what we're doing? I think so. I think we haven't n- nailed down the exact list of movies we're doing, but we're, no. we're, we're close. I'm just sitting back waiting for you or Keenan to tell me what to watch. And I'll yeah. watch it, and then we'll talk about it. I really appreciate you guys suggesting the John Woo run because, like, especially the the Hong Kong movies, yes. like, they will stay with me for a while. They'll I'll probably revisit them because that's how much fun I had watching those. I'm yeah, I'm I'm ecstatic that we could introduce someone that 
was not introduced to them to them and that you liked them and now they're you know i'm just glad you saw them so now they're they live in your head and that's yep. uh that's beautiful shit man <laughs> <laughs> but yeah for me uh, of course you know listen to everything that i put out here on the channel uh we had a great episode of the monthly show in August that you could either watch on YouTube or the replay on Twitch if you'd rather listen to. Shout out to Leah and Kyle. Yes. Didn't realize they got married. And also big shout out to Adam. Like he's such a good storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I know it was a long story he told, but man, like About an did hour. He do it? Yeah. yeah yeah but like i was in it like i was so engrossed in him telling this story detail by detail and everything he was detailing was warranted like it, it was this build-up to like the setting the scene and like the payoff at the end and ah such a good story yeah yeah god bless him and uh we'll have more next month in september and we're running the race in a couple of weeks so a lot of fun stuff coming up but uh, thanks everyone for listening you follow me online super dino mike pretty much everywhere you can find an account it's probably me unless they're doing something weird then it's someone else okay but we'll see you around and uh thanks for listening bye peace